We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And we are live. Wednesday means only one thing. The DFS OG's back in the house. I am your host, Beer, joined as always by my boys, Notorious Head Chopper. And we are presented by our friends over at FanDuel. Make sure you guys get over to FanDuel and check out all the offerings. Uh, their golf tournament. We'll try to hit on some golf if we have some time uh, at the end. Obviously, MLB is in full swing. Uh, I think there's only a couple qualifiers left. So there's a $44 qualifier. Uh, in the lobby, $150,000 tournament, $4 entry. The single entry series presented by Roto Grinders also uh, in the FanDuel lobby, but uh, all kinds of stuff going on over there. And of course, the sports book, the casino, everything else. So thank you to FanDuel for sponsoring. Guys, another week in the books. Uh, what we're going to do for today, obviously, the, the big stories. Well, Chop wants to talk some Olympics. So we're, we're going to allow him to. Uh, to discuss the Olympics, his thoughts there. We want to kind of recap uh, NBA free agency and everything that's happened. Uh, some of the best free agents that are still out there, maybe try to speculate on their destination. And then we're going to start a four-week process of going through each position in the NFL. The main four, obviously, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end. So over the next four weeks, we're going to give you our thoughts on all the top 15, 20, 25-ish players, some sleepers, some of our favorite plays, whether it's best ball, season-long, dynasty. So we'll break down uh, each and every position over the next month, which should lead us right into the NFL season. So that's kind of the plan here for today. Let me go to my boys, Notorious. We'll start with you, buddy. Lots going on here. Golf, baseball, uh, summer league, basketball kicking off, and of course, the Olympics. So uh, what do you got your eye on right now, and how's everything going? <laughs> Yeah, excited for uh, the golf tournament this week. It is a WGC. Um, if you are a member of Roto Grinders for this week only, we're doing uh, a free week of uh, my model. So you can download it. You can customize it. You can play with the weights, create your own ratings. Uh, so check that out if you want. But uh, yeah, I'm excited to hear Chop's take on the Olympics after kind of putting them down uh, last week. And then, uh, you know, also shout out to Chop. I've got a big list of things to do. We're heading out to Disneyland tomorrow. So uh, I got a long list uh, of things to do after the show. All right. Well, we'll have to do some Disney talks. Let's see what's on the docket there. If we got time, we should have brought in Britt Devine to, to set you <laughs> straight and, and get you all the destinations and the best places to eat. And uh, so maybe we can see if we could squeeze that in. So 
Chop, let's go over to you, buddy. Same thing. A lot, a lot of things going on. Clearly, the Olympics uh, on the top of your list, though, here. How are we doing? Yeah, doing okay. Uh, you know, summertime, man. You just kind of find find those little things to uh, get you by sports-wise. Uh, last week, it was uh, uh, NBA draft was fun. And then the, the NBA, and MLB free agency was the next day, the deadline. So, those are the little things, man, that let you help creep creep you through the summer, man. Because otherwise, it can, can get a little boring around here. Yes, it can. It's kind of like a countdown to NFL. So a lot of drafts. I, do, I got my countdown timer. All right, what what do we got? Let me, let me pull it up here. Time countdown timer. I got uh, first off nineteen days till school starts. So I'll, I'll right. be I'll be good. Hopefully, I, that, uh, that may be the best countdown of all. Man, we, it's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while, and. Uh, Hopefully that all goes according to plan and the Delta thing don't crush us, our dreams right there. 31 days to the real first week of college football, not the uh, opening week where there's like three games and they're weird. Real first week of college football, 31 days, and then 39 days from now, we'll, the NFL Sunday will be upon us, the first one. Love it. And of course, the preseason kicks off and we'll have you covered for that over at Roto-Grinders as well. Uh, Thursday night, the first game and I believe no more Sundays without football uh, moving forward. So it's always a good thing. Obviously, the regular season where the fun is at, but preseason, I do think there's a big edge in that game. Not as much information out there. So uh, we'll have you covered there uh, as well. Head over to Roto-Grinders to check that out. So, all right, Olympics, we're going to start there again. We'll get an NBA. We'll get an NFL here. Uh, we are live. So if you guys have any questions, please get them in there. Uh, make sure you hit that thumbs up button, subscribe, all that good stuff. Also, we have a dedicated Twitter page at DFS OG's pod where you're going to get all the information, all the contests. We are still working with FanDuel. Try to make sure everything is right for some of these contests we want to run with some free stuff for you guys, the listeners. Just say thank you to listening to the show. So we're still ironing out some of those details. Uh, we do have our wins contest if you'd like to join that. Uh, all you got to do is pick over under on the totals provided. Uh, we've all provided our 32 picks, so head over to that page and get entered into that contest. But a lot more exciting stuff uh, here to come. And again, thank you to FanDuel. So, Chop, let's go. Let's talk some Olympics. Because last time we talked, last week, you and I were kind of in lockstep. Derek was draped in his American flag and all about the Olympics. And you and I were, were kind of anti-Olympics, not anti-American. We love our country, but the Olympics have just never done it for me. You know, I'll, I'll watch it here and there. I got sucked into the curling phase when that was cool back in the day in the Winter Olympics, but sounds like track and field may have sparked your interest again. So please explain to the people this sudden change, this this turn here, Chop. What's going on? Well, I got I got it. You know, I got to eat the crow. When you got to eat it, you got to eat it, man. And so, uh, you know, I, I put the Olympics down, and I, I still stand by the fact that I, most of it I could care less about having. You know, I've been hearing and seeing the tweets about the, the swimmer guy who's doing real well, but I haven't watched any swimming or anything like that. But, but but two things did catch my eye in the Olympics as I browsed through just sitting on my couch during the daytime. Number one, track and field, obviously, is, is always been good. But I just, you know, you, you forget how good it is until it comes on in the Olympics. And it's like the thing. And there's been several races, man, that they got this girl. She's a hurdler, and she's from she's from Jersey, and she's really good. And so you got that. And then I was watching the men's four hundred meter hurdles the other day, and 
this white guy won, and I'm, I'm not saying I liked it because he was white or anything, but you know, like it was interesting, man. It was it was a great race, and so the track and field catch catches your eye. And then the other thing that caught my eye was the men's powerlifting. Whoo, buddy! I'll tell you what, that was exciting. That was electric, man. The clean and jerk, and so it was a uh, those are two things I'll watch, but rest of it, man. Nah, but I'll I'll eat my crow on on those two things. The clean and jerk. I'm gonna leave that alone. That, that, that's too easy. You, you flip those two around, and uh, you know that's that's something something to, <laughs> something totally different. Uh, we may get in trouble for that one. So, Derek uh, is interested in the Olympics as chop here. He, he, he seems to have found that spark there. I, I'm still yet to to find my way to the Olympics. But what are you keeping an eye on? Obviously, the golf uh, wrapped up. But anything else that you're uh, keeping an eye on for the Olympics? Yeah, the golf event was uh, pretty awesome. You had seven guys tied for uh, third place. So we had a seven-man playoff. Uh, that was real fun to watch. Didn't end until like 4.30 in the morning. So obviously didn't get to catch the end of it. But uh, that was fun. Track and field, like Chad mentioned, uh, always a good time. The 100-meter, 200-meter dashes, um, you know, Usain Bolt kind of was the king of those. But, uh, you know, now there's some new names coming up. So those are always fun to watch. And the key for me, I just stay off social media. So I don't know who wins. I record the prime time and then I just fast forward. I watch, it takes like an hour and a half to watch all the good stuff. And uh, yeah, you get your Olympics fix in uh, for the day. So um, yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty fun beer. You should give it a shot uh, at the very least. Uh, watch them track and field. All right. Well, I did see, was there now one where somebody fell down and they still won the race? Yeah. I mean, yeah. how how does that happen? I mean, you would think of all the Olympians, we're all pretty damn good here. How does someone fall down and, and still catch up and win the race? So, yeah, I think there, uh, it was one of those weird things. Their momentum was uh, like it just kept going the direction they were rolling in was the direction they needed to go straight on the track. So it just they popped right back up. It was it's pretty interesting. I, I was watching this, uh, man, where these dudes – I don't know, whatever, 1,500 meters, no, 15,000 meters or something like that, where they just run top speed, man, like 10 times around the track. It's amazing, man, just top speed. Like, I promise you, I've tried before. Even in my prime, I couldn't go one time around the track top speed. Couldn't make it, but these guys are going, like, endlessly top speed around the track. It's pretty pretty awesome. Yeah, I remember the old four times around the track, and you're right, you know, you're flying for a little bit, maybe halfway around the first lap, and then it slows, and then it slows. And by that fourth lap, you're pretty much walking. So uh, they are impressive athletes, obviously. So, And Derek, you're right about the social media, and, and that kind of happens during the drafts, too. If you don't want to know in advance, you're watching it on TV, whether it's NFL draft, NBA draft, you better put that social media away because they're going to tell you, two, three minutes in advance, who, who's getting picked. So uh, another one, I kind of put the phone, put Twitter away, and uh, just kind of soak it in. So uh, let's transition to NBA, guys. It's been a a fast-moving free agency, I'll say. A lot a lot of big moves. So I'm, I'm going to throw these at you one at a time. We're going to stick to some of the bigger ones here uh, and sh just get your guys' quick thoughts on some of this. So we'll start with some of the happenings from today, and I'll kind of tie them in uh, to some other things. But Miami looking like they're trying to try to make a run here. So they bring back Victor Oladipo today. Uh, Derek, they go out and get Kyle Lowry. Uh, they lose Kelly Olenek, obviously. I don't think that's a huge loss. But additions of Lowry, Oladipo, what does this do for Miami? Are they among the favorites, obviously, in the East? Uh, how are you feeling about these moves for the Heat? Yeah, I never know about Oladipo. I mean, the last time he's been healthy was uh, years ago. So I don't know how much he's going to provide, but I uh, love the Lowry pickup. 
know, he's wanting uh, to win another ring. And I like the P.J. Tucker pickup as well. Um, I think he's the opposite of uh, Olenek in that he's all defense and doesn't provide much on offense. But I was surprised to see the Bucks not bring back Tucker. He was kind of instrumental uh, in their playoff run there. Yeah, I mean, we all kind of make fun of him DFS-wise. The, the guy plays 40 minutes and, and gives you about eight fantasy points. But he is key. It's his energy, his leadership, his defense, uh, the occasional corner three when you need it. So uh, it was a little bit of a loss. He, he feels like a, a piece that's going to help you win a championship with obviously uh, help Milwaukee with. So I think that's an under-the-radar under signing uh, for Miami. So I'm glad you brought him up. Uh, Chop, let's go to you. Thoughts on the Heat here, adding Kyle Lowry, P.J. Tucker, bringing back Victor Oladipo. Yeah, I, I some people don't agree with me, but I think it makes them a top-two team in the East. I think the Nets are going to uh, be hard-pressed not to win it as long as they stay. the big three stays healthy. But after that, I think Miami's got as good a team as anybody. Uh, I mean, if, they can, if, if uh, Oladipo can get healthy and stay healthy – that defense is going to be pretty awesome on Miami and they've got enough scoring to, uh, and they brought back Duncan Robinson for $90 million, man. Like, wow. But yeah. that, that, that just helps outside shooting. So, I mean, if you got like that, the numbers are mind boggling in the NBA, but then you start to think there's a reason why these guys are getting this much money It's because the owners are making imagine how much the owners are making. If the players are getting this much. So, uh, you just kind of got to put the numbers behind you. It's all relative to each other. So, but Miami, I think that makes them a, maybe a, maybe top three at worst. But I think top two team in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, I mean, obviously Brooklyn, Milwaukee, Miami. We'll see what Philadelphia does uh, with the Ben Simmons thing. So, I know some sh- some shakeup in the East. But that Robinson contract was the one I was like, wow, that, that's a lot of money. Yes, he's a good shooter, and I compare that to Bobby Portis, who, who gets. Nine million for two years, a guy that just won a championship, and and this guy gets five years, ninety million. So, who knows? Uh, I guess that's not we're not running an NBA team. But uh, next move here, Chop will stay with you. Kemba Walker uh, get, agrees to a buyout with Oklahoma City. Obviously, was traded uh, from Boston, but lands in New York, which is interesting because it's kind of where he made his name at Madison Square Garden with some huge games uh, for UConn back in the day. So. Does this help push the Knicks? You know, maybe they're not in that top three, obviously, but we saw them have a very good year. We saw Julius Randle really take a step as a superstar. We're seeing the development of R.J. Barrett. Was this the right move? I think they had their eyes on Chris Paul. Is this a decent fallback or Kemba's best days behind him? Oh, man. It's it's weird because uh, a lot of people will tell you a, a guy like Kemba just probably doesn't help you <clears throat> to win a – a championship or something, you know, like his overall makeup as a player. So I'm I'm torn on that one. I think the Knicks were they made some moves, Kimba and Fournier and those guys, and they bring back pretty much everybody else. Uh, so they're interesting. But then I look at them and say, so many teams around them got better that they still may be just fighting for the a play-in seed. No, you know. So I don't think he really moves the needle as much, like. 76ers are better, Nets are better, Bucks are better, Hawks are better, Heat are better, Celtics are probably better. I think the Pacers are surprisingly maybe top seven better. So Hornets are going to be – oh, the Bulls. The Bulls, we'll talk about them. Bulls they making some, moves. They're making moves. So I, where does the Knicks fall in, like, fighting 
to play a game just to get into the playoffs. I don't I don't think it moves the New York. It's interesting. Maybe it sparks a little interest in New York again, but I don't think it moves the needle big time. I'm with you. I, I, you know, and IT is his, his best basketball behind him. I, I think so. I think he still can be a, a productive player, but far from a superstar. Chris Paul goes there. Okay, now we're talking. Uh, Nick's in the top four of the East, Kemba Walker. You mentioned all the competition. I, Atlanta, I'm expecting to take another step forward. John Collins re-signs there for big money. Uh, they're a young team that's going to be on the upswing. Indiana's the one you brought up. I, I really like their core. Uh, we'll see if they can bring in another piece or two, but uh, they're an interesting team as well here. So, Derek, quick thoughts here. Kemba Walker to the Knicks. Yeah, I mean, obviously they got a little better uh, with their additions in Fournier and Walker, but, I mean, they had more cap space than anyone in the offseason. They were hoping to land a big name, like you mentioned, the Chris Paul type, somebody else like that. So, um, yeah, they spent lots of their money bringing back Rose, Burks, Noel, um, just all of uh, Tibbs' guys. So I don't think it pushes them over the top by any means, and, uh, it's going to suck because we're going to get less manual quickly um, for DFS purposes. And I, I think he's awesome off the bench. But, I mean, he's going to be playing 18 to 20 minutes a night again. All right, Chop, you hit on the Bulls. I'm going to start with Derek on this one. Uh, the big additions, obviously, Lonzo Ball, DeMar DeRozan in a sign and trade. Derek, please add anyone that I'm forgetting here. But, you know, they brought in Vooch uh, last season. So, kind of building a core pretty, you know, it's, you know, got some young guys mixed with some, not so young guys. So are the Bulls doing it right here? Are they just throwing money around? Uh, what, what's going on here in Chicago? Yeah, very interesting to see how this plays out. I mean, uh, there are four guys, all high usage guys, Lonzo, Tamar, uh, Levine, and Vucevic. So, uh, you know, they're each going to have to take a step back offensively. Um, I think Lonzo, if he can shoot the ball as well as he did last year, I think he's going to be a good fit for the team. Uh, and obviously, um, you know, they were pretty good defensively. Uh, they kind of fell apart the second half of last year, but I uh, got to like their chances. I mean, they made more moves than uh, I think any of us were expecting. So, uh, yeah, I like their chances to make the playoffs and, you know, maybe push for five or six seed. All right, Chop, same question. Chicago, is it clear what they're doing? It's it's somewhat confusing to me. Do all How do all these pieces uh, fit together? Does that put them into the top eight in the East. Cause you didn't, you rattled off a bunch of teams chop. Chicago was not among them. Yeah, I think it does. I think it puts them, uh, I, I probably could see them being a six, five or a six. It's just, they're really interesting, man. Uh, Cause now they can, and we'll, you know, similar to the Lakers. Now they can uh, afford to have some guys miss a little time during the regular season and still do real well, which is, I think is a key in the NBA regular season these days so you get to a playoff series i don't think they'll go very far because there's better competition but you get into a little playoff series and they got a lot of one-on-one shot makers and for my money in the nba playoffs guys like Kyrie with the nets and when he was with cleveland and those kind of uh, cj mccollum i've seen him bury denver in game seven that one year Guys who can get their own shot one-on-one, mid-range, three-point, whatever it is, those guys are really good in the playoffs, and they've got some guys who can do that. So I think, I think they'll be interesting. Yeah, that's, I want to see how all this comes together, but we'll see. Uh, definitely interesting. So uh, a couple shout-outs uh, in the comment section again. We are live. You guys got questions, uh, please throw them in there. But our boy Don Yeezy, been with us for a long time. What's up to him? Flores 23, Mark also saying what's up to us. So what's going on, Mark? Carlo B says fade on Kemba. I think a lot of us, uh, all three of us pretty much agree on that. 
uh, and Beer Geek Hall. My boy, Jonathan. What's up, Jonathan? Uh, talking about the Lakers. So let's go to them next, Chop. Uh, Russell Westbrook, obviously the, the big piece here. Uh, so a big three of Westbrook, LeBron, Davis. How does that come together? Uh, they bring in Carmelo Anthony, who kind of come full circle here. You know, started out uh, high school rivals with LeBron. Now they're on the same team. Uh, they bring back Taylor Horton Tucker. They bring in Kendrick Nunn. Uh, so a lot of moves here for the Lakers. So let, let's break them down. I kind of worry about are, are there enough basketballs to go around here because Westbrook, LeBron, both guys that need uh, the ball in their hand a lot. Does LeBron take a step back, maybe play more wing, put it in the hands of Westbrook? How do you see this playing out uh, with this version of the big three here in L.A.? I think this puts them into the finals against the Nets if everybody were to uh, stay healthy for relatively healthy for both teams. Uh, the, the shocker to me, Talon Horton Tucker, I can't believe they were able to keep him after key, after acquiring all these other players. For sure thought he was going to be able to walk and that it's hoping Rockets would pick him up, but, you know, they didn't. He, he They got him, but I think what it does is, just like I explained with the Bulls, is now during the regular season, you can give LeBron his time off, you can give AD their time off, have them be fresher for the playoffs, and still, you can still maintain a top four seed in the Western Conference because you've got a lot of guys to fall back on now. Uh, and then when you get to that first round against Phoenix and AD goes down, like if you have any of these other guys to help out LeBron, you probably beat Phoenix still. Or, uh, you know, at least it's pretty darn close. Uh, they couldn't do that last year. Now they can afford a minor slip up in the first round with an injury. Just get you guys healthy for the second and third round of the playoffs and the finals, and you'll be all right. So I think I think it helps them. Just the depth of a few more playmakers absolutely helps them. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we forgot while we were talking Chicago. Awesome move from the Lakers to his hometown of Chicago. So uh, another another big move there for the Bulls. We can't forget about that one. So, Derek, thoughts on the Lakers here? The, the big three, Chops putting them in the NBA final. That'd be a fun finals. Your big three against our big three and you know, just make it a three-on-three -three game. But uh, do you think this can work with Russell Westbrook in town? So right when the trade was announced, like everyone else, I was like, what are the Lakers doing? Bringing in Westbrook doesn't seem to make a lot of sense. But, I mean, so many pieces. So uh, you mentioned Carmelo. You mentioned uh, none. They also got Wayne Ellington, Dwight Howard, Malik Monk, Ken Bazemore, Trevor Ariza. So they just got a bunch of guys. Um, a lot of them, they don't need the ball. Um, you know, a couple of 3 and D guys. You know, Dwight's a good uh, big to back up uh, Marcus all there. So I actually like this team. I do think they're going to be the favorites there uh, in the West. And, um, yeah, their two biggest opponents for me, father time and health. Uh, if they can beat both those things, I think they're going to be there. Yep, for sure. Uh, the rest are all pretty much re-signings here. So I'll just kind of throw these to you as a group, hit on the ones you want to. Uh, Jared Allen back to Cleveland, five years, $100 million. Uh, Will Barton back to Denver, two years, $32 million. Derek, your Jazz, bring back Mike Conley, three years, $72.5 million. Also add uh, Rudy Gay to the fold here. Uh, some other re-signings, Tim Hardaway Jr. back to Dallas. Chris Paul, that was one of the dominoes. Uh, he re-signs with Phoenix uh, at a pretty good number here. So I think Phoenix obviously going to be a team to reckon with. Uh, that's all the, the re-signings of the big one. Gary Trent Jr. back to Toronto, three years, $54 million. Uh, and then some some more minor things here. Norman Powell gets a big five-year, $90 million contract as well. So, Derek, obviously, Chris Paul, the big one there. Any of those other ones you want to hit on your jazz? 
uh, and anything I may have missed here. Let's wrap up uh, the NBA talk. What do you got? Yeah, I'm kind of glad Chris Paul stayed. Um, it will be weird, though. I mean, he's going to be making 30 mil a year when he's 40. Um, so the end of that contract might look a little ugly. Uh, but the same for Mike Conley. I do like what the Jazz did. Uh, they're basically bringing everyone back. Plus, they got uh, Hassan Whiteside. I was hoping they would get a stretch five since that was their biggest weakness there against the Clippers. But, I mean, Whiteside is just like a slightly worse Rudy. So I don't hate that. Um, the Pelicans, I'm not sure why they got Valanchunas. I really wanted uh, you know, them to space the floor a little bit more for Zion. Um, so that was interesting to me. And then uh, I kind of like what the Warriors did. They got Otto Porter for the mid-level, um, basically min-salary. They're going to have their big three back. They got Moses Moody in the draft. And uh, we talked about them, uh, you know, their outright a couple weeks ago. It's down to 11-1 to 1, um, on the FanDuel Sportsbook. So they are quickly moving up uh, in the odds ranks. Yeah, and I forgot a few. Obviously, Steph Curry signs that that massive extension, uh, about $55 million a year. Uh, Shea Gilgis-Alexander back with the Thunder. Blake Griffin back with the Nets. So a few that we haven't hit on yet. So, Chop, lots of ones there at the end, lots of re-signings. So comments on any of those uh, and clean up anything else we may have missed here in the NBA. Uh, you just mentioned Shea Gilgis. Man, Poor guy. I don't. I don't even know what he's. What's going? Like he signs this extension. He's their best player, but uh, it seems like all they're interested in doing is just taking on salary and dumping it and getting draft picks out of it. I mean, it's great for a while, but at some point, you kind of want that stuff to all come that fruit to bear a little bit, and uh, and you want to have a, start drafting good players and have a good team. And he's going to get stuck there for many years now with just a bunch of draft picks instead of actual players. So sucks for him. But then we forgot about the most electric signing of this whole thing, man. Andre Drummond going to play oh, with Joel yeah. Embiid. Okay. <laughs> like, this is this is so good, man. This is so – poor Zazzy, man. Was He was just – he was all upset. <laughs> on he just didn't know what to do. He was beside himself. Uh, Andre Drummond is just a terrible NBA player. Won't help you win games at all. And, and not only that – but Embiid and Drummond, the, the the rivalry. Now they got to play together. Something, something, something's up with it. I don't know what's going on over there. Yeah, it was an interesting signing because I I don't see playing both of those guys on the floor at the same time unless you, you're going back to the the '80s Rockets days at the Twin Towers. So, you know, it seems like Drummond really really has fallen from grace. Detroit, he looked all right putting up numbers, and he's progressively just turned in uh, to more of a bench player, role player. So, uh, yeah, I- interesting there. So. We'd be doing the listeners this service if we didn't bring up the, the one piece that hasn't signed yet. There, there's some names out there, and I'll rattle off some more names here in a second. But Kawhi Leonard, Chop, uh, you know, it, it seems like he's going to be back with the Clippers. You also hear he's out listening to pitches from other teams. So what does your gut tell you? Does he end up back with the Clippers? If not, where does he go? Who, who's got the cap space? Uh, what are your thoughts here on Kawhi Leonard real quick? Yeah, I think – I think Kawhi Leonard's going to come back with the Clippers, make his money, and probably sit out most of this year. I think the injury was bad enough to where we kind of knew that was the case. So, yeah, I think we're looking at a, a dead year for Kawhi anyway. I think he comes back to the Clippers, and then we'll see what he does the following year. Maybe he can opt out or whatever, however he wants to do the language in his contract. But I think this year is a, a dead year for him. All right, Derek, same question. Kawhi Leonard back to the Clippers. Does he go somewhere else? If so, where do you think he's going? 
Yeah, I kind of think he's going to uh, stay as well. Um, just doesn't make sense for him to move. Maybe he will, but, yeah, I kind of think he's going to stay. A couple other big names, uh, you know, John Collins, thousand signed. Um, did Dennis Schroeder sign anywhere yet? He has not. John Collins signed, so he's back with I'll Atlanta. Schroeder has not signed as of now. Yeah, it's funny to see the Lakers. Uh, you know, Kuzma was uh, throwing some shade on LeBron after he got traded. I don't know if you guys saw that. That was he. Uh, somebody pulled up all of his goat tweets about LeBron, and then the second he got traded, he was uh, saying Kobe's the goat. So, <laughs> kind of funny. Funny how things change when you are sent packing. So. Uh, some other notable names, uh, obviously not as big as Kawhi. Reggie Jackson uh, still out there, kind of surprising after his run uh, with the Clippers. Laurie Markkinen, uh, it's kind of dealt with injuries throughout his career, but still pretty young. Uh, Danny Green, uh, more of an elder statesman, provides that shooting and defense. Uh, Kelly Oubre Jr. is still out there. Josh Hart of Top Shot fame. Hamadou Diallo kind of bounced around last season. Uh, Paul Millsap, another aging veteran, and then Kem Birch, uh, a guy that showed a little bit of flash uh, after that trade to Toronto. So uh, if you're in the chat, your thoughts on some of the NBA free agency stuff. Where does Kawhi Leonard go? Uh, sound off uh, as we transition to the NFL here. We got to start talking positional NFL again. We're going to spend the next four weeks breaking down each position uh, from a fantasy lens. Guys we like, guys we don't like, overrated, underrated, all that good stuff. So I'm just going to go down the list. Uh, FanDuel does have best ball in the lobby, so we're going to use their rankings and ADPs and just get in as many guys as we can. So, Chop, we're going to start with you. Obviously, the first quarterback on a lot of people's, probably most people's list, Patrick Mahomes of the Chiefs. Now, to me, there's a big four, big five quarterbacks here. So, you know, you're kind of comparing drafting Mahomes where he goes with guys like Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, uh, Dak Prescott. Uh, Josh Allen. So thoughts on Mahomes here, best ball, season long, dynasty, whatever angle you want to attack it from, uh, how we handling Patrick Mahomes here in 2021? Yeah, I think Mahomes is going to break records this year. I think he's going to be uh, that good. Uh, the problem is I don't spend any kind of uh, high draft capital on quarterbacks, not in any format, not in my season long, not in best ball or anything. So I'll never see a, I'll never see a Patrick Mahomes, but I think he's going to break records this year passing the ball. Uh, problem is the, the guys that follow him up can actually run the ball a little bit too, so it kind of levels it out just a little bit. But he's going to put up such big numbers in the air, man. I just think uh, he's in for a record-breaking season coming off the Super Bowl loss. I'm with you uh, as far as I tend to wait at quarterback. Now, if I can get one of these elite guys, again, I think there's an elite five. Some people might throw Russell Wilson in that category and, and make it six. If I can get good value in one of those guys, I'm all about it. It's rare that I'm going to get Patrick Mahomes. In fact, if you can get the stack, which is very difficult because a lot of drafts, Travis Kelsey, Tyree Kill, both go in the first round. But say for some reason you get them both at the turn for whatever reason – that's when I have some interest in Patrick Mahomes and tying it all together. But generally, that, that's a very difficult stack uh, to pull off. So uh, I'm kind of off on him as well. I agree. He, at the end of the day, he probably puts up the most points, but that's not what it's about. It's comparing him to his contemporaries at the position. Can I get similar production or close at more of a value? That's my issue, issue with Patrick Mahomes. He tends to go in that third round range where you can still get some of these other guys, Kyler Murray, Dak Prescott in the fourth, fifth, even sixth round sometimes. So uh, mostly out on Mahomes. Derek, what says you? 
Yeah, I agree with uh, everything you guys said pretty much. Uh, I think Mahomes deserves to be the number one. I do think there's a big five, um, you know, with that kind of rounding that out for me. And uh, I just don't think I'm going to get a lot of exposure because I do like to wait in drafts and uh, get some of those guys that can run in the later rounds. So uh, love Mahomes, obviously going to be playing him a bunch in DFS. Uh, and I'm sure we'll be talking about that here soon. But uh, yeah, for season long stuff, probably not going to have a ton of exposure. All right, ADP on Fandle at 10.1. So it looks like he's going in the first round of drafts over on Fandle. So a little earlier than I've seen uh, at a lot of other spots. Next guy on the list, Eric, Josh Allen. Obviously, we saw him take a massive leap last season. Uh, really helped to get Stefan Diggs in the fold. They add Emmanuel Sanders uh, to the mix now. So uh, going to be a very good team. We know Josh Allen gets it done uh, on the ground, but really took that step. Uh, through the air last season. So an ADP of 20 here uh, on FanDuel. Thoughts on Josh Allen? Yeah, I love Allen. Expect another big season. You mentioned uh, his improvements through the air and him being on the ground. But, um, you know, he's their best running back when they get near the goal line. I mean, that just offers so much upside um, in addition to his high floor with his passing and rushing. So I love him as a player. Again, uh, I think where they're going with 20 and 10, I'd probably have more Allen than Mahomes, but um, going to be tough for me to get to either of them. Yeah. Allen's a guy, you know, it's a little easier to get, say the Stefan Diggs, Allen stack. You could, you could add a, a Manny Sanders, Cole Beasley, the, the, the man behind the, the vaccine, maybe add him later on, but uh, it is an interesting stack. That's a little bit easier to pull off uh, than you get with the Kansas city chiefs. So, uh, Chop, your thoughts here, Josh Allen, generally the second quarterback off the board, still inside that top five. Are you still waiting? You said you like to wait. What if Josh Allen falls far enough, and, and how far does he have to fall before you're jumping in? Yeah, I don't I don't think uh, – I don't think I'll ever get a Josh Allen either because I'm just not – I'm just not going to end up with these any of these top five guys typically unless I'm going out of my way to be different than my other stuff and I – I want to, you know, cover some bases and now I want a Josh Allen team, but otherwise, no, I'm not going to, I actually think Josh Allen is uh, probably going to have another solid year, but yeah, I mean, I like those next three or four guys just as much as Josh Allen this year. Like he had a great year last year and he probably keeps it up again this year, but who knows? He may take a step back and just never know. So I like these other guys just as much as Josh Allen and he's, he's more expensive than they are. So I don't, I don't see myself ending up with really any of these top five. Yeah, and it's an important – you're going to hear a lot about tiers, listening to fantasy football content, and it's important because, you know, these five guys in a tier take the best value. However it plays out, it's generally DAC of this group. But, you know, if you believe in them all about the same, try to find the cheapest piece that you can. Now, all these guys in Dynasty, I think, are great buys. You can build on them. You know you're going to get a very long shelf life out of these quarterbacks. So – no issues with trying to go out and get one of these guys, but the position uh, just so loaded up. I'm kind of with you, Chop. Again, if I can get digs, I'm going after the stack, especially in these best ball contests, but uh, generally not a guy I'm reaching for here either. All right, let's see. Chop, can we get you to dip your toe on Kyler Murray, quarterback three here uh, on Fando with an ADP of 29.8? Well, dip my toe. I don't know. Maybe you could ask me that on the next 15 guys. And I'm probably going to give you the same answer. I'm still going to keep asking that. That's what yeah. they pay me for. Like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I won't. I usually start looking for a quarterback when we're so late in the draft that we're down to like quarterback 17 or 18. Like I want, I want two scrubs down there, but uh, I actually think Kyler Murray is going to have a 
monster year. Is something to be said for going into like three plus years of the same offensive coach and the same playbook system? Now you're so comfortable. Now, now you've been in the league for a while. I mean, it's just got to, and now he's got weapons, so many weapons. Uh, I mean, he's 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 prime, and he can run too. So he's prime for a huge year. I think I think that offense is going to be really good. I know AJ Green is washed, probably, but who knows? Maybe he catches a little lightning in the bottle a few weeks out. Can't be any more washed than Larry Fitzgerald was. And now, and he's got uh, going to have more Chase Edmonds back there out of the backfield catching the ball. Rondell Moore, we know what DeAndre does. Christian Kirk, man, as good as he is, he may be like the fourth wide receiver, fifth wide receiver on this team. So he's got the weapons. He's got the feet. I won't take him very much because it's not where I take quarterbacks, but I think he has a chance to be as good as anybody except for Mahomes this year. Yeah, I agree. Out of this group, he's the one that intrigues me the most because it wouldn't shock me to see him finish as the QB1. I mean, a 1,000 yards rushing, you know, when you get close, uh, he can be a touchdown guy as well. Chase Edmonds, generally not his role. I know they brought in James Conner. How long does he stay healthy? Uh, and you mentioned the weapons here. Now, a lot of questions. Hopkins with the vaccine. Is A.J. Green dust? Christian Kirk has yet to show up to anything. Rondale Moore was fantastic as a freshman and kind of fell off. So, the weapons are there for sure, but uh, Kyler, I'm very intrigued in all formats. Another guy, it's a little bit easier to build stacks. And in some of these big best ball contests, that's what you want, as many different stacks as you can. Even in your season-long teams, there's been a lot of research done that stacking can be viable there as, as well. You don't have to go nuts on it, but the general correlation just, just makes sense. So of this big five, he's the one that intrigues me the most. I could see Mahomes finishing number one. We've seen Lamar Jackson do it. Uh, I think Kyler Murray could take that step uh, this year and, and really finish uh, inside that top one or two, uh, and you're getting him maybe quarterback four or five in some places here. Uh, FanDuel feels about right at QB3, Derek. Yeah, you mentioned uh, the possibility for 1,000 rushing yards. He finished 819 last year, got hurt halfway through the season, and then stopped running for like four or five weeks. So if he gets those 1,000 rushing yards, uh, we know he's going to get double-digit rushing touchdowns. Uh, that's basically an RB2 along with a quarterback one. So, yeah, love him. Uh, I do think, you know, at where he's going, he probably makes the most sense of these top three. And uh, definitely prefer him over the next guy. Yeah, kind of surprised by this one. Before we get to him, if you're watching live, you're in the chat, uh, give us your favorite quarterback. Who's your best value? If you want to ask us about anybody, our thoughts in different formats, uh, feel free to do that as well. Guys, we want this show to be very – uh, going back and forth. We want it to be talking to you guys, you talking to us. So uh, very uh, interactive is the word I was struggling to find there. So uh, if you guys have any questions on the quarterback or, again, your favorite value, uh, we're going to get some interesting names here. But, Derek, the guy you bring up next, kind of surprised here uh, on this ADP, Aaron Rodgers back in Green Bay, quarterback four here uh, on Fandle. I think for the most part, he'd be outside of anyone's top six. I have him at about quarterback eight. We saw a very efficient season out of him last season. But my question is, does he come in focus? It's for him to put up the same similar numbers he did last year, I think some regression is, is in store here for this team. Uh, scoring touchdowns at a historic clip, barely turns the ball over, but doesn't give you much with his legs. I mean, he's almost has to throw 50 touchdowns uh, to compete with some of these runners. So uh, thoughts here on Aaron Rodgers at QB4, Derek. Yeah, before the show, you asked us to come up with a fade, and uh, Rodgers is going to be mine, and that was at uh, an ADP of eight at quarterback, uh, which I was looking at. So, uh, yeah, for me, I do think regression is coming. 
career high 9.1 the touchdown rate last season. Uh, his career average is around 6.3. Um, he's also had uh, fewer rushing yards each of the last four seasons. Um, only had 141 last year, I believe. Plus, you got everything going on with management and him not wanting to be there. Who knows? Uh, you know what he's been doing all summer. So, yeah, for me, a uh, pretty easy fade, uh, especially going at the number four quarterback. But he's got Randall Cobb. <laughs> That's I mean, true. I mean, what else? What Most else do you up. need? He's got his buddy back. So, Chop, let's turn Rogers over to you. Obviously, you know some quality stacking partners. Devontae Adams, a first round pick. Uh, Cobb is a guy you can take late. Robert Tunyon, we really saw arrive on the scene here. Aaron Jones give you some some flexibility out of the backfield, but QB four feels a little bit rich here for Aaron Rodgers. What do you think? Yeah, feels very rich. He won't be on any of my teams at that kind of average draft position, but uh, I'll say this much is uh, if you were playing some best balls leading up until about the last week or so, you got a really good discount on Devontae Adams because they didn't know about Aaron Rodgers' situation. So that guy is arguably the best wide receiver in all of football, fantasy-wise and real life. But And he was going well after some of the other guys until they finally realized, yeah, Aaron Rodgers is going to play. Now he's kind of getting back to where he is. So you got, you got a good discount on his receivers. But, yeah, there's no way I'm paying I'm paying this kind of a price for him because, like you guys said, man, give me those guys who run a little bit that are around him. The, the you know Dax, Lamar's, and Kyler's, and those guys. I want the runners, man. Even even just we're going to talk about Justin Herbert, but he's sneaky good at running the ball too. All right, Chop. I know you don't want any of the top twenty quarterbacks, so we're going to stick with you here. QB five. You mentioned the runners, Lamar Jackson. Uh, obviously, dealing with a little bit of a COVID issue, uh, so we'll see when he gets back on the field. But uh, very much feels like Kyler. We know the running's going to be there. You know, they bring in Rashad Bateman. They bring in Sammy Watkins. Maybe they throw a little bit more. Uh, another year of J.K. Dobbins in this offense. So I do think they're going to be a very, very good and efficient offense. But uh, it sounds like you're not going to reach here for Lamar Jackson either. No, I'm not reaching for Lamar. Uh, I think he's very interesting. I think they try to get him um, passing the ball a little bit more in the regular season to help him out in the playoffs. So I don't know that we see – you know, like definitely not like the first year starting where he was run first and then pass. And then he kind of got away a little bit from that last year. He was still good. And now I think it's even more of a switch now. And I think they're going to pass the ball. Like he's got a lot of great weapons. I'll tell you what, they drafted a couple wide receivers that I think are very intriguing for him. I think Marquise Brown takes a step up. You said uh, uh, Bateman. Bateman's very good. They also snagged Tylon Wallace. One of those guys can step up and be an, an immediate impact wide receiver. And both of them have the ability to. So all it takes is one, and then he's got his tight end. So I think he's better passing the ball this year. I don't think he's going to run as much. And for that reason, I kind of want Lamar to be a runner for me, man. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it, you know, if you look at Kyler, you know, if he's got a shot at 1,000 yards, can Lamar do the same? So, uh, Derek, it's almost a debate between those two. So thoughts on Lamar, and then if it is Lamar, Kyler, wh which one are you going with? Yeah, I think uh, I think Lamar is going to be fine. You know, at halfway point through last season, everyone was saying, oh, the NFL's figured him out. Uh, and then he put together an amazing second half of the year. They won five of the last six, got into the playoffs. So I'm not overly worried. You mentioned they're bringing in some new weapons as well. Uh, but, yeah, give me Kyler over Lamar uh, all day. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. I, I like them both, but uh, Team Kyler uh, as of now. So uh, QB6 here on FanDuel, Russell Wilson, Derek, uh, right about in line where he goes, 6-7. 
I think the interesting thing, do we get, oh, we got a visitor here. But before we talk, Russell Wilson, Chop, we got to introduce it. Everybody left him at home today with me. So introduce the dog to the people. This is Diego. Hey, so this is Diego. He's uh, he got stuck at home. Nobody's out there to to watch after him, so he's in the office with me today. All right, one dog for you, two. Uh, how many Just dogs? One. Are on? Just, Just one? one at a time. That's okay. enough. I'm I'm the one who I got the dog. To and my kids said they'd help out with it and. That ain't the case. So just one. I'm in the same boat. I uh, got scammed into a dog. You know, we'll help. We'll take him for a walk. We'll clean up the dog poop. We'll do it. That lasted about two days. And now who's doing it? When I go to cut the grass, there's all the dog poop sitting there for me. So uh, I know the feeling, Chop. So, all right. Uh, from the dog, Derek, Russell Wilson. So the, the question, do we get Russ cooking like he did in the beginning of, of last season, or do we get the Russ that we saw kind of struggle a little bit towards the end of the season? I know they bring in a new OC. I know the word in camp is they want to go up tempo, speed things up. Is Russell Wilson a guy that could leap into this top three of quarterbacks, or do you still worry about some of the inconsistencies there? Yeah, we never worry about his efficiency. Uh, one of the most efficient passers of all time. Uh, you know he's going to score a lot of touchdowns as well. So like you mentioned, it's all about the pace. They brought in the Rams passing game coordinator to be their OC. So uh, if word out of camp, uh, you know, actually happens, you never know with Pete Carroll and this team. But, um, yeah, if they play at a fast pace, he could have a huge season. Yeah, it's kind of where I'm at. And then the Pete Carroll thing, you know, it's the old angel, Always. the devil, and, you know, <laughs> him chewing on his gum and we want to run the ball and, you know, all that nonsense that goes along with it. I mean, you love the weapons, lock it. Uh, and Metcalf, both probably top 20, Metcalf maybe top five at the position. But, you know, is he going to want to pound the rock with, with Chris Carson or whoever steps in after Carson gets injured? So, uh, Chop, thoughts on Russell Wilson here? Again, we know you don't like any of these top quarterbacks, but do we get less, Do we get Russ cooking or do we get some of what we saw at the, the second half of last season? Ooh, it's, hard, it's hard to trust Russell Wilson anymore, you know, like uh... – uh, he was cooking at the beginning of last year, like you said, and then all of a sudden Pete Carroll stepped in and, and said, no more fun for you guys. So I don't know if I could trust him anymore. He's surrounded by great quarterbacks here that you can have slightly after him or just before him. I oh, mean, I'm going to pass on Russell Wilson just because uh, I think deep down inside, Carroll and those guys just want to run the ball. So at some point they'll step in and, and mess him up. So I'm going to pass on Russell I'm in the same boat. He's the start of a new tier for me. We just talked about it. You know, get somebody at the bottom of that tier rather than grabbing somebody at the top. Uh, I don't have him inside. The the top five, I think, are separate. Then Russell Wilson would come next. So uh, a pretty easy avoid for, for me this season. I'd say he can't do it. He plays like he did. He was the runaway MVP after eight weeks. But uh, I just still have some concerns with, with Pete Carroll and company. There. I think he'll be fine. I just don't think he can touch. Uh, the top five in my book, which leads us to your quarterback chop, Dak Prescott, a guy I am very, very high and very excited about here. We saw him putting up gaudy numbers before he got hurt. This offense could be the best in the league. You see D. Lamb takes another step. Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup. We'll see what happens at the tight end position. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott lo looking trim, ready to roll here. So all the stars are aligned here for, for Dak Prescott. Uh, Am I too high on him? Because I think he could be uh, have an MVP caliber season. That's how much I like him this year. Yeah, you know, you just got to stay healthy. You just got to stay healthy. And the offensive line needs to stay healthy. But other than that, uh, if they can do that, 
Yeah, he's going to have a monster year. He could compete with any of these other guys because he's got all those weapons. And uh, there's depth at wide receiver. So if one goes down, he's just going to fill in. And, I mean, everybody's talking these great things about C.D. Lamb, but I've also heard a lot of good things about Michael Gallup. So uh, you got that going for you. And the one guy we're not hearing about is Amari Cooper, and he might be the best one out of all of them. So uh, he's got the weapons. You worry about the health and the sore shoulder now. That's not good. But, you know, we're assuming the defense is not going to – it may be better than last year, but still not good particularly. So there's going to be shootouts there. That's the one thing he has over some of these other guys. Like Lamar's playing with a good defense. And, uh, you know, some of these other teams are playing with good defenses that may limit shootouts. And Dallas could be in a, in a ton of shootouts too. So I like Dak a lot. Yeah, Derek, uh, three for three here. You have more worries uh, on Dak. Love Dak, but um, – and, you know, his MVP odds, I think we talked about it a couple weeks ago. I think Chad mentioned it. He was like 25 to 1, down to 15 to 1, so uh, getting some love there. Uh, the thing for me, I do think Zeke's going to be good. Uh, and if you remember last year, um, they got down – they had the weirdest game scripts I've ever seen. I think there were five games when they got down at least three touchdowns in the first half, and then it was just all Dak in the second half. And he just put up these huge numbers. So, I mean, you can't really count on, you know, them being down that much. So, I mean, I think he's going to be great. I have no issue with him in any uh, in any format. But um, those games do stick out like a sore thumb. I just don't think you're going to get that again. All right, next on the list, I think we're at QBA. We'll, we'll get through the top 10, and then we'll rapid fire through the next 10 or so and try to keep this under an hour. So, uh, number eight on the list, Justin Herbert. Derek, uh, we saw him have – historic rookie season i mean the guy put up numbers kind of thrust into action we always joke about tarod taylor and what happened in week one and, and boom herbert's the starter and never looks back so he certainly got the weaponry i mean keenan allen we saw have a huge season hearing a lot of mike williams this is the year for mike williams austin eckler uh back healthy here so the weapons are there uh, no more anthony lynn to to kind of hold this offense back i, I think the chargers will be good but I think the defense will be good as well. So how much do they really need Herbert to do is kind of my debate. But uh, your thoughts here, Justin Herbert going into 2021. Awesome rookie season, and uh, he can run the ball as well. Had over 200 rushing yards, five touchdowns on the ground. Uh, for me, I know it's a addition by subtraction getting rid of their head coach, but it is a new head coach. It is a new offensive coordinator. Typically, that's a negative with the young quarterback. So uh, you mentioned the defense could be really good uh, with Derwin James. So um, there are at least reasons um, where he could take a small step back, but I mean, this kid's awesome. So um, I'm cheering, I'm rooting for him. Chop, Justin Herbert. Can, can we sell you on him? Or are we getting into your territory yet of, of guys you're looking to draft? Yeah, I like Justin Herbert a lot. I think uh, he's got the improved offensive line. He's got the, a pass catching running back in Austin Eckler, one of the best out there. Some big time weapons, Keenan and Mike Williams and, just some more weapons other than that, too. So there's a lot to like about Justin Herbert. I like how he's going to step up. And like like you said, Anthony Lynn's gone, man. I just that, that Coaching is such a big deal in the NFL that I think it can't, can't do anything but help Justin Herbert. So I'm liking – and we also get the fact that every once in a while he, he pulls that ball and runs for like 20 yards at a clip, you know, and, and those little – those runs add up. So – and he'll keep the ball around the goal line every once in a while, get him a quarterback rushing touchdown. I like I like Herbert a lot. 
All right, Chop, QB9, I, I know you're a big fan here. Tampa Bay Tommy next up uh, on the list here. This continues to defy all odds. Uh, the, again, the weaponry is there. Evans, Godwin, Antonio Brown back in the fold. His tight end Gronk is there. O.J. Howard is back. Can this guy continue to do it? I, again, I know you love Tom Brady here, so uh, give the people your thoughts here on Tom Brady, QB9 over on FanDuel. QB nine, full fade, <laughs> fade man. I'm not. I don't want any part of Tom Brady this year. Quick. I think. I think that was the absolute ceiling of an outcome last year. Give him credit. He does have the weapons, but uh, everything worked out perfect for him last year in the second half in the playoffs. And uh, you know, one little one thing. You know, one offensive lineman goes down. He could be in big trouble this year. There's just a lot of things that could happen that I just don't. This is way too high, way too aggressive for for Tom Brady for me. Not, not to mention the age monster at any time. And all this guy wants to play until he's 45, 50, whatever the hell he's saying. But let's let's remember back to Peyton Manning. Look, looked outstanding, and then all of a sudden he looked like he could barely throw the ball down the field. So that's going to happen at, at some point. And maybe it's not this year. And I know we've been playing this game with Tom Brady for a lot of years, Derek, but – that's kind of my worry as well, not to mention he doesn't run. So he's got to throw, like Rodgers, 40, 45, 50 touchdown passes, which is not out of the, the realm of possibilities. But to compete with some of these guys that run, even a Justin Herbert who's going to run, or some of these guys that we're going to talk about behind him that have rushing upside, the game has changed. You know, you need those mobile quarterbacks. So Tom Brady, QB9, your thoughts? Yeah, definitely no shot at that. Um, I do think they're going to be fine. They're going to win games. Uh, you mentioned, you know, his rushing, lack of rushing upside. Um, and the days of throwing for 300 yards and three touchdowns uh, being meaningful in uh, fantasy just are gone now that so many quarterbacks run the ball. And uh, I had a prop bet for you guys. So who has more rushing yards, uh, Lamar Jackson in the first drive of the season or Tom Brady in the whole whole year? Lamar, hands down. Is that what you're taking? He had yeah. six last year. You think Lamar can beat six? That one run, done. Yep, <laughs> done. Chop. Tom Brady had six rushing yards last year. Yep. Oof, Three of them were one yard. Uh, you got to go Lamar Jackson. <laughs> yeah. I mean, six, I, six was high. I well, even know why like, Lamar might come out and throw like an 80 yeah. yard touchdown on the first play of the game, but you yeah. just got to take your chances with that one. <laughs> Imagine sweating that bad all season long. <laughs> Say Lamar gets like five yards rushing and you, you got yeah. 17 weeks uh, of old lumbering Tom Brady just hoping he doesn't. Uh, pull off a scramble, so that, that, that'd be an interesting sweat there. So Every fourth uh, and one, you'd be yeah, right. shaking. You know, or he gets around the goal line. You know, he loves to do that little mm. sneak for one-yard touchdowns. Like that, that, That'd be a fun bet to, to sweat all year. But all right, let's wrap up the top ten, then we'll do some groupings uh, and get our final thoughts here. Quarterback Derek, we'll stay with you here. Matthew Stafford rounding out the top ten here. Uh, on Fandle, uh, ADP 146, obviously makes the move over to the Rams. Another guy, you know, as, as generally put up numbers, was just kind of in a bad team with Detroit, and now weaponry there as well. You know, Woods, Cup, both mid-round receivers. Tyler Higby, a top tight, top 10 tight end. Uh, the defense there, it, I think they'll still be good, maybe take a little bit of a step back. And the, the loss of Cam Akers, obviously, uh, can't be understated here. Plus, a little bit of a thumb injury the other day. Was back at practice today, so I, I think that's minor news. But uh, Matthew Stafford, quarterback, 10, a little bit higher than I've seen him, but uh, certainly a guy I'm intrigued with, uh, to say the least. 
Stafford's always one of those guys that uh, never has those huge ceiling weeks. You know, I can't remember him ever breaking a slate in DFS. But then you look up at the end of the year, he's like quarterback 12 every single time. Uh, he never rarely gets hurt. So uh, I think it's definitely a boost up uh, for him being in this new offense, up pace offense. Uh, but I do think he's a little overvalued here. Chop, quarterback 10, Matthew Stafford. Too cheap, too pricey. What are your thoughts here as he moves over to the LA Rams? Oh, as far as uh, cheap and pricey, I, I think it's I think it's about right. I like him quite a bit. Is I would much rather wait down here at what would you say 146? Yep. I'd rather have this than you know stretching on some of the other guys up up at the top of that list, just because I can only imagine. I've seen we've seen Jared Goff be a pretty decent DFS passer under Sean McVay here at times. Some sometimes he was bad, but a lot of times he was really good. I can only imagine how good Matthew Stafford is going to be with this with this kind of a head coach. I mean, Jared Goff, I'll, I'll go down with the to my grave thinking he's a he's a pretty bad quarterback. You know that he really got bailed out by McVay for a long time there. Matthew Stafford's actually a very good quarterback who's put up good numbers despite his poor coaches in the past. I think he's going to have a really good year. All right, Chop, I'm going to lump these next three guys together. I think they're all very interesting cases. I think they're all going to be on – well, two of them are going to be on pretty uh, pretty good fantasy-friendly offenses. But uh, let's talk Ryan Tannehill, QB 11, Joe Burrow, QB 12, uh, Jalen Hurts, QB 13. So brief thoughts there. I, I kind of like all of these guys for different reasons. I think Tannehill is perennially underrated. Uh, now adds Julio Jones, Joe Burrow back healthy. Adds Jamar Chase, uh, weaponry there galore. Uh, and then Jalen Hurts with his rushing ability uh, can provide that ceiling. So quick thoughts on these three. I, th I think they're all three uh, very intriguing cases here. I'm probably a, a, a pass on all three of them because uh, Jalen Hurts, I really think he's in for a rude awakening. I'm just not a big Jalen Hurts fan. I just I still have my memory of him getting pulled out of the national championship game for Tua back at Alabama. He was just a game manager then. I think he stumbled upon some good, some good things uh, after that that really boosted him up. But I'm not a fan of Jalen Hurts. Joe Burrow, I was a fan of, but man, I've heard some bad things coming out of camp now about him not wanting to plant on that leg that got hurt. So man, those injury injury things are real like that. The po the the year after the big injury, so worried about that. And then uh, Tanny Hill is definitely the most efficient and interesting of the three. But with Derrick Henry, that offensive line, I just don't think we see a lot of big ceiling game. I think we see a lot of steady two and three touchdown games out of Tannehill. I don't think we we hardly ever see that big explosion in the passing game. I think his biggest weeks are going to be when he decides to take off and run a little bit, which is few and far between. So I just don't think – I think he's really good efficiency-wise in real life, but – I don't think they need him that much for DFS. See, he's my favorite of this group. And again, I have some of the same concerns with Hertz. Now there's tape on him. You know, can he can he deliver the ball? Does he have the weaponry? Can Devontae Smith uh, be a wide receiver one? There's a lot of questions there with Philly. Uh, you mentioned, you know, Joe Burrow dealing with that injury still. It's still a terrible offensive line. They did nothing uh, to protect this guy, but Tannehill, I, got, I think, you know, again, you add Julio Jones, A.J. Brown, maybe the best, probably the best wide receiver duo uh, in the league. Derrick Henry taking attention away. And this defense is going to be terrible. So they're going to find themselves uh, in a lot of shootouts. And a lot of times they'll still run the ball. But Arthur Smith now gone. Maybe the offensive philosophy changes here for Tennessee. 
Uh, I think Ryan Tannehill provides a, a pretty big ceiling. Uh, if you miss out on some of those top guys, he's actually a, a preferred target of mine uh, in this offense. So, Derek, over to you. Ryan Tannehill, Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts. What are you doing with these three guys? Yeah, I'd argue Tannehill has the highest floor of these three. I think he's going to be the safest. I think he's going to be a consistent producer. Uh, to Chop's point about Joe Burrow, um, you know, out of camp they're saying uh, they just had the most lopsided practice uh, in a very long time that the defense dominated the offense. Uh, if the Bengals' defense is dominating this offense, that, that's not good. Um, but I do like Burrow. I mean, he's got so many weapons. He was great last year. So uh, if he can get healthy, um, you know, after tearing the ACL and MCL, um, he'd be my favorite of the three. And then I'm always sucker for guys that can run the ball. I know Hurts has some question marks, but um, – yeah, I don't mind taking him at this price at all. All right, I'm going to finish this, and I'm going to allow you guys to add anyone you want to add. But I want to talk about the rookies real quick here because we have some very interesting rookies entering the league here. Uh, Trevor Lawrence with the Jaguars. Trey Lance, uh, stories continue to come out about him each and every day uh, with San Francisco. And Justin Fields with Chicago. I guess you could throw Mac Jones in there if you want to, but let's just stick to those three, Derek. So, I think you can make a case for any of these guys. You know, rookie rookie quarterbacks can be a slippery slope, but uh, the learning curve has gotten faster uh, for these guys. I, I'm enamored with Trey Lance. Uh, I, the schedule sets up very well for him. The upside with his legs. Uh, playoff time, they have a very easy schedule uh, down the stretch. So Trey Lance, a guy very high on my list, but I'm kind of intrigued by all three of these guys. So quick thoughts here on these rookie quarterbacks and how they fit in the fantasy landscape this year. Intrigued by all three for sure. If Lance is the starter uh, by week one, then he'll be my favorite of the three. Uh, if if anything, just because Mike Shanahan's there uh, or Kyle Shanahan's there, um, I think it's just going to be a good offense. And like you mentioned, everything out of camp has been awesome. Surrounding Trey Lance, obviously Trevor Lawrence, I want to be rooting for. I think he's going to be solid. Um, he's got a lot more weapons than uh, you know, my mustache uh, guy had last year. So um, those will be my top two fields I'm excited for as well. Um, just don't know how long Dalton is going to have that uh, that starting quarterback gig. Yeah, fields, I just worry about, you know, the weapons around him. You know, Allen Robinson, one of the best. But is Darnell Mooney for real? You know, do, do they still roll out the corpse of Jimmy Graham. Do we get uh, what we saw at the end of the year out of David Montgomery? Or is he struggle like we saw in the first part of the year? So I'm intrigued by his upside, but – I have him third on the list. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be better than people think. He's a guy that can run a little bit. Uh, solid weapons there as well. Does Urban Meyer mess everything up? Uh, that's kind of a question. But uh, So for me, Chop, it's Lance, Lawrence, Fields in that order. What say you? That's the order I'd go with. I probably don't want any Justin Fields this first year. If it bites me, it bites me, but I'll pass. I think Trevor, Trevor Lawrence, you nailed it with uh, weapons. And he can run a little bit, just enough to make it interesting. So he's there. But the, the clear-cut high-ceiling guy is Trey Lance because the only thing that holds him back here is obviously we don't know when he's going to be the starter. He may he may start week one and then never look back. They may not want, to, want him to start week one. and he may, We may not know when he gets in there to uh, finally take over the reins here. So that's what's holding him back. But once he gets in there with this coaching staff, Man, his ability, he's going to set this world on fire. Agreed. So if you're drafting now, that's what's keeping his price down, is people not knowing who's going to start, thinking it's Jimmy Garoppolo. So you know, if you're a Trey Lance guy, now's the time. If you don't know if he's going to start, pair him with somebody you do know who's going to start. And there's a lot of those guys you can take late. So 
Uh, anyone else you guys want to bring up? Uh, I wish we could have got through more, but you know, we got guys like Matt Ryan, Baker Mayfield, Ryan Fitzpatrick, who I like a lot, Tua. Uh, what do we do with Deshaun Watson? Uh, Kirk Cousins. You know, you can go on and on at this position. So I like Fitzpatrick late. Uh, I'm intrigued by Watson, but it's still a scary situation. Uh, Chop, we'll let you wrap things up here. So anyone we missed, your favorite quarterback here, anything that you want to add to tie a bow here on the quarterback position? Yeah, I've been taking a lot of these guys that we haven't even talked about. So the two guys that I find myself uh, really interested in at where they're being drafted, Tua, because, well, he's got some weapons now. And uh, I'm just, at times he didn't look good last year, but I'm interested to see with all these weapons, another year under his belt. I think he, I think he could have a big season. He's like, and, and a guy who's almost free is Kirk Cousins. Like nobody, like he's way down there in the drafts I've been doing. And uh, I look back at last year, he had, even with Dalvin Cook with a career year and everything that went, he had half his games were three touchdowns. Like he he's just a steady performer, and for uh, taking a quarterback, you talked earlier about Mahomes could break records, but it still wouldn't be a good draft pick if you're taking him at, you know, so early that you're missing out on who you could have taken there. And then here at the end of the draft, I could grab a guy who's going to get me three touchdowns, you know, uh, a week, half the time. And maybe those three touchdowns come in the playoffs and the, in the big end of the season stuff. So those are two guys I've been eyeballing quite a bit. Yeah. I'm with you on cousins. It's a very unsexy pick. No one, no one's ever excited to draft Kirk cousins, but it's very easy to build that stack. You know, you grab Justin Jefferson, uh, you grab Adam Thielen a couple rounds later. If you want to add Irv Smith to it at some point, uh, even if you started with with Cook, he's going to throw the ball to the, to the running back out of the backfield and you grab him late. Uh, I think that's a cheap, sneaky stack. The, the volume is just so condensed in that offense. Uh, it's one of my favorite kind of easier stacks to build, I'll say. So uh, like both of those names, Derek, uh, any quarterbacks we didn't bring up that you want to hit on your, your favorite value fades, whatever you want to do, tie a bow here on the quarterback position. Yeah. I see a lot of people talking up like Cam Newton. Uh, I'm not going there. I like chops pick and Tua. I uh, mentioned the weapons, uh, drafted Jalen Waddle, uh, brought in Will Fuller. Um, and he's coming off that brutal injury in college. I'm not, uh, going to make, you know, a big judgment on him until after this season, so uh, I really like Tua this year. And then, you know, if Taysom Hill ends up being the starter for New Orleans, um, I think he's going to be solid from a fantasy perspective, maybe not, uh, you know, helping any of his teammates, maybe not for stacks as much as you would like, but um, just as a, as a guy that can give you 20-plus points a week. Yeah, it's a great one. We'll, we'll see how that one plays out, but it sounds like Taysom uh, is in the driver's seat right now for that starting spot, which makes sense. No Michael Thomas, we kind of talked about that. Uh, last week makes more sense if they're going to go run heavy. Uh, to go all out and throw Taysom in there. So uh, one quick note just coming through. I'm not going to call it breaking news because it's, you know, we, we kind of knew this was going to happen. But Hall of Fame game, we will not see Dak Prescott or Ben Roethlisberger. So uh, not shocking news. So do some do some research on your backup quarterbacks. Again, DFS preseason, uh, a lot of fun. Uh, I think there's an edge to it. Uh, trying to find their information, following the beat writers, so important uh, to know who's going to play in these games. And again, uh, we'll have you covered over at rotogrinders.com. So, guys, any final thoughts here? We went a little bit over an hour, but I think we got through the majority of the position. We'll continue uh, these looks at the position over the next couple of weeks. Next week, uh, we'll look at running backs. Uh, we'll look at, obviously, everything else going on in the sports world. But, uh, Derek, final thoughts here for this week for the people. 
as always, thank you for watching uh, or listening um, if you're on the podcast feed. And if you want to join the picks contest, it'll take five minutes. Uh, just reply to one of those tweets uh, in, in the DFS OG account and uh, with all your picks for 32 teams. Uh, we should also get our picks for the Packers while we're here because uh, there wasn't a lineup the last time we did that. What's the official line? Are we, are we doing that right now? Yeah, I'll pull it up. Go to Chop. All right, Chop, while he pulls that up, final thoughts for the people this week. Yeah, it's just uh, we're talking about quarterbacks, so it makes you it starts to get into the mood for a little football. We're in August. We're gonna. By the time we do the next show, we'll have seen a preseason game. So once you start seeing some preseason games, you know you know you're coming down on on time for football. So should get interesting now. Yes, excited. And as football season approaches, we'll continue to do our thing as we've done over the years, breaking down uh, each and every slate from a DFS perspective, some of our favorite bets. So. Uh, looking forward to continuing uh, what we've done over the last few seasons, but excited to get into these positions and get your guys' thoughts on these guys as well. Good to get other people's thoughts and you know add them to your own and, and kind of mix it all together and uh, end up winning some leagues, Chop. You got you got to win that season-long league, Chop, so that, that's our goal for you to take Guaranteed. that baby down. Guaranteed. <laughs> Guarantee, says. I love it. So uh, I'll echo it, Derek. Oh, Derek, we got to get our picks before I sign us off here. So what, what's the number here on, on my Packers? Over and under for the Packers, 10 wins. Oh, I was hoping you were going to say like 11 and a half. I was going to easily go under on that number. Uh, I'm going to go over the 10. Uh, I think All right. it's about where they should be. So I don't know if I'm being a homer or not, but give me over 10 here. Uh, it's, it's kind of a weak division. So, I mean, two wins against the Lions. The Bears, yeah, they'll be better. Fields should help, but count that as two wins. Maybe a slip, split with Minnesota. You got five right there, so they're halfway there. So, am I being a homer or not, Chop? What do you got here? I was thinking the same thing. I thought it was going to be more. I was going to take the under, but at 10, we got the extra game this year. Yeah, I mean, got to go over. They got uh, Rodgers and Devontae, and and then the defense has some good pieces. Uh, I'll take the over. I mean, 10 and 7. I, I think mm -hmm. they're a better team. than Even 10 and a half, I, I, I might debate it. But 10, at worst, we're probably pushing here outside of an injury. So, Derek, 3 for 3 here, or are you, you going under here on my boys? I'm going under just because I had, like, 19 overs already. So, uh, <laughs> I got to take an under it out. Yeah. Nice. All right. So again, if you want to join that contest, it is posted on the page. Guys, please do us a favor. Go follow at DFS OG's pod on Twitter. Again, that's where we'll be doing all our announcements for the show. So we appreciate that. We appreciate you all for listening. We appreciate the fine folks over at FanDuel for sponsoring the show. And again, we're working on some pretty cool stuff uh, for you guys. So stay tuned on that. We'll have some, some more contests, more giveaways as we get closer uh, to the season. So again, Thank you to them for sponsoring the show. For Notorious, for Head Chopper, I am Beer saying salut. We are the DFS OGs. We'll see you right back here next week. Enjoy the week. We'll talk to you next Wednesday. We're out.